Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Namaste, friends. And before we start, let's go to the phones, where this week we heard from Tina Turner. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, Clinton. It's Tina Turner here, calling you from the afterlife. And the one and only, Buddy Holly. Smellin' chicks. Bloody Buddy Holly. Speak to you soon, ain't after that. Buddy. Buddy. Thanks very much for getting in touch. Any more celebrities who want to get in touch with us, please phone us on this number. 01892 And real celebrities, not, n- n- not pretend ones like that. Thank you. Namaste, guys. Namaste. Oh, we, we have got... You thought last time was a packed programme. We have got such a programme for you today. It's a podcast, it's called. They don't really call it a programme, do they? No, and when you said packed programme, it made me think of, you know, in the 80s when people used to go, we got a packed prog. And in a packed programme tonight. <laughs> anyway, you've heard the lovely... She's there, she's there, every plumbing wear, and it's Linda Pollard. Oh, thank you, Milo, yes. Uh, Linda is... Well, very. Before we go any any further, would you like to open that? It's Linda's bloody birthday. Which day is it? Not today, is it? Saturday. Saturday. It's Linda's birthday. Now that's one of my. uh, Some of my people will know that. Don't read it. It's not very funny. I don't (laughs) think that did very well in the shops. I do have some about three card ranges in the shops, which is true. And that's that's a crap one. That's why I've got so many of them. (laughs) Get rid of the shit ones on me. But it's It's got maths on the front. I don't get it anyway. It's the thought that counts. And I gave it a lot of thought in the three minutes I thought about before. You've got here. Uh, yeah, it's still a bit licky on the back of the envelope. It is a bit yeah. licky, and please do not, um, don't read the front. It's, as I say, it's not very funny. Don't bother. Don't, stop, <laughs> stop looking at it. It's not very funny. It didn't do very well. It didn't sell very well. Oh, I well. just got it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, very good. Moving on. Thank you. Well done to me for remembering. Linda, what were you going to... You started to tell me something, and I said, please, let's put it in the... I'm calling it a programme now, clearly, <laughs> but let's call it a podcast. Well, um, I rescued an animal yesterday, a hedgehog, baby again, hedgehog. Again, again, yeah. eagle, eagle-eyed, eared listeners will know that Linda rescued a, a, a dog the other day, A dog, it? yes. Yeah, and, and now you've rescued... A baby hedgehog. Oh, lovely! It was so cute! Oh. So I went out the front to put the bins out and my yes. neighbour went, oh, it's a hedgehog. Yeah, when you say put the bins out, is that the, the, the skip of booze? <laughs> no, I haven't put that out. That's the problem, right? That has been there. It's like flipping Lost Ark, that. That's been there since time began. I don't I believe promise, you. I promise I don't you. believe I you. What you. a load of bollocks. <laughs> it's because you do like a drink, but nevertheless... <laughs> you are forgiven, my love. Get on with the story about the hedgehog. Went to put the bins out. Oh, look, there's a hedgehog. Oh, yes. and I thought, that's not good. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon. They should right. not be out and about at that time, especially little ones. Right. So I got a tea towel. Yes. And I scooped it up and I put it in one of my cat boxes and I took it off to the vets. 
And? They checked it over. Yes. And they took a tick off it. Although yeah. there was another bit, bloody big one, I noticed, when it came back. A tick? Yeah. Ugh, but, you know, they're wild animals. You'd have ticks and all if you yeah. were living in a bush. Yes, I suppose so, yes. Um, and he came home and I gave him some... Uh, he was a him because later on he was rattling the bars and he was standing up. So and I you could saw his winkle. Little yeah. tiny tiggy yeah. winkle. OK. Oh, Beatrice Potter didn't tell you about that, did she? No, that's what they are. Under the trousers. Right, that's so... Nearly finished now. Keep going. Cat, cat food, cat biscuits. Coming to the end of this now. Beer water. Ate that's them. It. Got stronger. Left. And it's over. Not the first mystery guest I've had on my passenger seat, as you know. Absolutely. So, now, it is your birthday coming up, and one... I'm getting taken... Emilio's taking me out to see, to the pictures. Oh! I think, he, I think he forgot it was my birthday. So, he planned a, um, a trip to the pictures and thought, I'll take Linda. Right. It's the romantic... Uh, you may have heard of it, the romantic classic, get you in the mood every time. Yeah. Enter the dragon, Bruce Lee. Oh, and will he be... <laughs> Oh, that's come. Sorry, that was cheap. And sorry about that. That was. Uh... Well, it is my birthday. Yes, it is. Absolutely. I'll tell you what. <laughs> well, that would be nice, wouldn't it? So you're going to do that with yeah. Emilio. Yeah. And, and then we'll um, try some kung fu moves of our own. Let us move swiftly on. I just wanted to. This is a fantastic story. From Take a Break, Fate and Fortune, we lead with this. That's uncanny. That girl looks like my friend Alice with the nice hair. Well, her name's Alison Prince. Well, maybe her name's you know her. Alice. All right, OK. But Alison. Or maybe she's, yeah, maybe she's disguising herself. Next stop, hell. Wrapping my coat around me, I shivered in the bitter cold and yawned loudly as my bus pulled up. Evening, I smiled to the driver showing him my ticket before flopping into a seat. It was 10pm and there were only a couple of other passengers on board. Looking out of the window, I thought about my boys, Ethan 2 and Logan 1, tucked up in bed. At least I'd get to see my husband, Jamie, for a few minutes before crashing into bed and doing it all again tomorrow. My job as a deputy manager at a nursing home in Bristol was about as stressful and exhausting as they come. Along with working 12-hour shifts, I was often on call at night. Sometimes I'd have to grab a taxi into work at 2am then stay on until my normal shift began at 8am. All right, love, give it a rest. We're all busy. Martyr. <laughs> They've been martyr. Don't overdo it. I've been doing it for two years and I was like a zombie. So when I began hearing someone calling my name at home in the early hours, I was Ooh. too tired to take any notice. Alison. It was whisper urgently. I've been watching you sitting on the toilet. No, sorry, I didn't say that. <laughs> I knew it wasn't Jamie. A night owl, he was always still downstairs playing on it, playing on his computer. Uh, eh? Turn it off. Wipe that over. Just a minute. What's happening? So she's gone upstairs. He's she can hear a voice going, Alison. He's down on the computer, the filthy pig. Besides, everyone put the music on. Besides, everyone called me Ali. Go away, I think, rolling over in bed and pressing the pillows to my ears. The voice seemed to be coming from the loft, which is where I then started hearing eerie banging from. Christ. I ignored that too until one night there was a massive crash as though something had been tipped over. It's only our Christmas tree up there, I told Jamie the next morning. What on earth could it have been? Don't know, he shrugged. He sounds he sounds horrible, don't know, he I shrugged. I bet he's got a dungeon up there. Of course he has. The, <laughs> if he's not downstairs shivering a beauty late at night, he's up there in the loft. Within weeks, the weird noises had escalated. Ugh. Now I was hearing <laughs> scratching sounds coming from the hallway cupboard. Maybe he's got someone in there. Just outside my bedroom door. Jamie said it was mice, but I wasn't convinced at all. Do you think I'm going mad, I asked my sister, Kelly, while on a video call? Kelly froze. Have you got the window open, she asked, because I can see oh. the curtains moving behind you. No, I gulped, the hairs on my arms pricking. I didn't believe in ghosts, but Kelly did, and I wondered if she was onto something. Oh, was there someone in my house? Why were my curtains twitching? If so... <laughs> Come on! I'm trying to be... If so... <laughs> Pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> if so, who? Not long after, Logan woke up one night screaming for me, settling him down with a beaker of juice. Irresponsible. You don't want to be having Not juice. juice. Not That's juice, love. Christ, this woman's juice. Where's the husband? Why didn't he do something? Make some milk instead of their... 
wanking himself stupid. I went back to bed, but within minutes, he was calling out again. Where's your beaker, I asked. Man took it. <gasps> he whimpered. Oh, my fucking God. A man? The only man that was in the house was Dirty Jamie. <laughs> and he was asleep. And besides, Logan would have called him Dad. Looking around, that's when I spotted it. The beaker. On top of the wardrobe. How had it got there? I was angry now and scared. What did this ghost want? Are you mad? Do what you want to me, but leave my children alone, I hissed. Do what you want to me, but leave my children alone, I hissed. It was an order I'd soon regret, because a few nights later, it did exactly that. I was in bed asleep when Jamie came into the room, waking me up and stood briefly at the foot of the bed. Oh, hi, I said groggily. The covers lifted. Oh, the mattress sunk as he slipped in next to me. Only when I looked, I realised with horror it wasn't Jamie. He was still downstairs knocking one out. It was a balding middle-aged guy with a big beer belly. It might have been me. Go on. <laughs> Screaming, I leapt out of bed. But as I tried to run, my legs gave way beneath me. I fell in a heap on the floor. I yelled for dirty, grubby bastard Jamie. He was downstairs, of course. But he couldn't hear me. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't hear me. It was well, just finishing up. <laughs> Somehow I managed to bite my feet again and pelted downstairs. Right. Uh, I, there's someone up there, I panted. Jamie wiped up, searched the place from top to bottom, but there was no intruder. <laughs> sure you weren't dreaming, he asked. Mate, well, he's a useless husband, this bloke. He can't She's leave himself alone. him from what he was trying to get Christ on. Christ almighty. Uh, sure you weren't dreaming, he asked. Maybe. At least that's what I tried to convince myself until a few nights later it happened again. This time I was so scared I refused to go back to bed until Jamie right. wasn't you finished. Must now will be interested because she's getting in the way. So basically Jamie never goes to bed with He's always downstairs on his computer, the filthy pig. Before long it was happening two or three times a week. Whenever he was hassled, me at work, what? Whatever he was hassled me at work too. Oh, Christ. I'd get tapped on the shoulder while I was alone in the basement fetching medical supplies or see a figure hovering by the door watching me. Let me finish this and I'll come and help you, I'd say, thinking it was a resident who'd lost his way. Until I remembered the only way of getting down to the basement was with a code on the keypad. Oh, Christ. Heart lurching, I looked up and the figure would be gone. By now, the stress of it all began affecting my work. I was so tired, I'd fall asleep on the bus and miss my stop. I had to get my boss, Helen, to double-check the medication I was dispensing to residents. I honestly think I'm going mad, I told Helen, when she noticed the dark circles under my eyes. I need to see a doctor. There's stuff going on I can't explain. I come down in the morning and the laptop's covered in jism. <laughs> Ectoplasm. Ectoplasm. The whole story came tumbling out. How I thought there was a pervy male ghost in my house who kept getting into bed with me and how I'd seen things at work, too. <laughs> Helen didn't laugh. Instead, she listened, looking concerned. But what could she do? Things carried on for another two months until Helen cornered me, saying she'd arranged for a psychic healer called Liz to help. Was the psychic healer from HR, perchance? <laughs> That's right. I bumped into her down the pub and she immediately sends someone close to me who needed help, she said, so I thought it was a reasonable way to run a care home. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, stop the music. So she's running a care home. She can't remember what medications give people. But her boss, Helen Connor, said, you need some help. I bumped into some silly bitch down the pub and she sent someone close to me. This is nonsense, yes, that's isn't not it? not management technique. I knew it was you right away. Put the music on. Just a few hours later, I found myself going to Liz's apartment, a stone's throw away, where she burns... She burns some incense and told me to lie down. <laughs> to hypnotise you and we'll go on a virtual tour of your house, she said gently, putting me under. We went through the rooms one by one before heading into my bedroom. I croaked, beginning to panic. It's OK. Stay calm, Liz Sue. He can't hurt, harm you. She closed her eyes and tuned in. Hmm, this spirit has attached itself to you, she nodded. He said he saw you on the bus home from work and was attracted by your smile. He's been glued to your side ever since. Oh, Christ. It's really, really long and thin. I shuddered. Liz explained that lost spirits can be drawn to people who are tired and worn down, making people like me particularly susceptible in the commute to and from work. Once they've chosen the person, they feed off their energy, getting stronger while their living host grows weaker. Alison doesn't want you. You need to leave, she told the spirit firmly. She's not interested in you. 
It took some persuading. At first he wouldn't listen, but eventually I felt a change in the air like I could breathe properly for the first time in ages. He'd gone. My six months of hell were over. Oh, she celebrated that. But Liz had a warning. There'll be times you see things you cannot explain, particularly if you go in and look at what your husband's looking at (laughs) on the laptop. (laughs) It's a gift. It's how you react that's important, she told me. If anything happens, ask it politely to leave. Don't show it you're scared or angry and certainly don't invite it to harm you instead of your kids. That night, sitting on the bus home, everything felt calmer. The only passengers riding with me were living ones, and when I got home, I had the best night's sleep of my life. Although I've since quit my job to be a housewife, I still use the bus for day trips, and I always keep my wits about me. After all, you never know who's going to get on at the next stop. Oh, that's lovely. The spirits are very strong tonight. Well, that can do that to you, uh, tiredness, and... I want to know, really, if there's a follow-up story, if anyone's out there, what happened to Jamie? Bloody useless Jamie, wasn't he? She became a housewife and, I suspect, cramped his style quite badly. Well, yes. I mean, what was he... uh, No doubt she was there tidying up, you know, polishing everything in the living room. Jamie, what's this? What's this on this laptop? Anyway, (laughs) let's not go over that again. That's horrible. We all know. From chat... Uh, fate and fortune. I would like to move I like how on. How you say that? Like I... you believe it? <laughs> well, I normally get it wrong. The name of the bloody thing. <laughs> a mountain miracle. Oh. Let's have this, please, Linda. A mountain miracle. This is the testimony of Jade Samor, who is thirty-seven. Right. My vision blurred as I grew unsteady on my feet. I need another sit down, I said to my partner, Jamil. We were six hours into a hike up Ella Mountain in Sri Lanka and we were so high, the altitude was making me incredibly lightheaded. But that wasn't even the worst part. We were completely and utterly lost. That's really strange. During our month-long holiday of a lifetime, we'd been challenging ourselves to all kinds of activities. Can I just say... Yeah, go on, stop ho- the music. What? Holiday of a lifetime yeah. and activities, for me... Do not go hand oh, in hand. Oh, I agree. Oh, bollocks to that. I no activity agree. whatsoever. You, you, when I, you know, I went on... Uh, just a second, just digressing for a second. You know what? We went on holiday recently yeah. uh, to Spain yeah. and there's we're with friends and um, there's a lot of talk of going to the bloody beach. And as you know, I don't like the beach. Too sandy. Oh, it's bloody sandy. There's nothing there. Give me a swimming pool any day of the week. You yeah. know, lying by the pool, go and have a beer. Fancy another beer? I'll just nip. I'll just nip over to there. Go to the loo. Where Most are... people go to the loo, right? Yeah. Some people are weeing in the pool. Yes, they are. And, I mean... And pooing in the pool, as I discussed <laughs> oh, the other yes, week. Yes, it yes. did, didn't yeah. they, dirty um, Go on, just a second. I just want to say this about where I was. It was an extraordinary thing because the, Brit- the Brits abroad, all right, they are renowned for drinking booze, yeah. uh, you know... Burning. Burning, um, you know, putting Union Jacks out on the uh, the balconies and General that sort of hilariness. General, and I'm not proud of that. But there was a guy I felt so sorry for him in the in the in the bar by the pool who'd obviously got into his head that British people like chips. <laughs> <laughs> How could he have got that impression? <laughs> and you know, it's quite a nice place where I was going. I don't think people did want a lot of chips, to be honest. I spent the whole day peeling these. Fucking potatoes doing chips. It was embarrassing. I was like, oh God. He said, you'll like it. Well, he, was, he wasn't from Ukraine. You like the chips? <laughs> you'll like the chips? You want the chips? You know? It's like, no, we're right, all right for chips at the moment. Thank you. The chips is salt. And it's salt. nine o'clock, Jose. Yeah. Pack it in. And then one day, he said, I went, very disappointed with the chips today. I did this, but try this chip. I was like, oh Christ, I only wanted a beer. Yeah, try that chip. Yeah, that's right. This nice and chips. I was like, <laughs> not who advised you? We want chips all. Day. <laughs> He's trying to lure you in like a drug dealer. Absolutely. This one's free. This is free. <laughs> That's right. Before you know it, you've graduated onto mash. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's. Oh, uh, chips, let, though. Where, where were we? Where were we? Put the music back on. Let's get back to it. Activities. We're completely and utterly lost during our. That's right. Activities. We got that. Although we. Oh, go on. You do. Uh, it. And although we were novice climbers, we wanted to give mountain trekking a go. Dangerous. Very dangerous, isn't it, to do that? However, in 
instead of joining the tour... Idiot! <laughs> Jamil is an idiotic choice. Instead of joining the tour, Jamil was a fucking idiot. <laughs> He'd had the bright idea oh, of going it alone with a map he'd found online. Two statements you don't want to hear. Absolutely. <laughs> what, a, what, I mean, really, I'd say to him... For having that idea. The map said take a left at the elephant shaped tree. He that's said. Not a map, that's um, AA Rootmaster of the 1990s, <laughs> isn't it? Why don't you use a satna? Anyway, well, it obviously wasn't right because we've lost the path now, I replied impatiently. Uh oh. I polished off the last of the packet of Haribo for energy, but it's good to be prepared when you go. Good to be prepared. What Haribos and flip flops. <laughs> then got back on my feet to study the map on his phone. But we were in a dense jungle clearing and a growing sense of panic began to fill me. It was fifth, sorry, 40 degrees and we just had a few sips of water left. Ah! And then suddenly the service on Jamil's phone cut out too. Who saw that coming? Everybody and we're not psychic. Oh, nerve wracking. What are we going to do? <laughs> I said. Do that <laughs> what are we going to do? I said just then I felt a presence behind me. And you go stop my oh, Sorry, sorry. <laughs> hello. Oh, sorry, behind. Uh, hello. No, it's posh. Hello. <laughs> Are you okay there? Said a posh British voice. I turned around to see an older man dressed in an old fashioned tweed explorer's clothes coming towards us from the bushes. He had a grey moustache. Is this Jumanji? Because he's going to shoot you. Could be, couldn't it? He had a grey moustache and wore tiny spectacles at the end of his nose. He looked totally out of place, but then I thought nothing of it. What? Oh, thank goodness, we have no idea where we are, said Jamil. Quickly, we got chatting. And then the man began telling us all sorts of adventure stories about the mountains he'd climbed. That's him going up a mountain. <laughs> he shared tales of his travels in the Himalayas and of finding the bodies of lost individuals. Sounds like a bit of a bullshitter. <laughs> After five minutes, instead of a map, he pulled out his, his antique compass. <laughs> you, need, you need to follow the stream, then turn right, he told us, pointing in the direction to rejoin the path. Thank you so much, I said. I think you've saved our lives. We bid the lovely man goodbye, but just seconds after we turned around, he'd completely disappeared from sight. Ah! It was impossible. There'd been nowhere to go. What, not the dense forest that you were supposedly in? <laughs> nowhere to go, that's right. I don't think this the man This falls was... down a little <laughs> bit, this story. Several places, I'll tell you what I will say. <laughs> Oh, only one from Craig Revel Hall. At the bottom start. of this is going to say £200 per story. Yes, it, it is. £300. Oh, Keep going, keep going. Don't spoil it. it don't, don't spoil it for them. <laughs> I don't think that man was real, I said. I don't think the story's real either. <laughs> no, neither do I, said Jamil in agreement. To our utter relief, within 40 minutes, following the man's directions, we managed to find our way back to the path. Oh, what a relief. Thank God. However, for, she's sneezing, for, for days afterwards, we couldn't stop thinking about our 300 pounds, sorry, about our oddly dressed mountain rescuer. I tried to research older explorers, yet nothing came up. Well, they're not on Facebook. What do you mean? What? <laughs> you tried to research old explorers, nothing came what, up like on Google. Shackleton, like Shackleton, Captain Mallory. Scott. I mean, what? what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. When we arrived back home in Chelmsford, Essex, we still thought about the incident. Well, never be able to thank that mysterious figure enough for what he did for us. It seems we really did have someone looking out for us up there. £300. What a load of bollocks. I can only apologise. So, just to clarify, they tried researching it, didn't find anything. So, it might just have been a bloke. It might have been a bloke. I think, I honestly think they were just trying to take the money. I don't want to cast aspersions, but that's what but I there think. There they are. I think that really it's... It's not really. You've got to wonder. What is that baby doing? I think that baby is collecting £300. Begs the question, have you ever gone... Have you ever tried anything in plimsoll sort of thing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like going up a mountain. Have you ever done anything a totally ill-prepared where you think halfway through, shit, shit a brick? What have <laughs> I done? I haven't. Right. Because I did Gold Duke of Edinburgh, so I'm basically an explorer. Oh, you're so middle class. Go on. I know, innit? It did, didn't help me get a job, though, as my teachers suggested. Right. They actually wanted exams and qualifications. Yeah, that's right, innit? Oh, do the Duke of Edinburgh. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. No. Ah, that's the very person. 
Everton. Yeah. Um, but my friend Matthew mm. went and did his Duke of Edinburgh completely unprepared. He went, um, instead of a <laughs> sleeping bag, he took a survival blanket, which if you know what that is, it's basically a bin bag. Right, and, and how did he get on? Uh, he got hypothermia and had to get um, taken Oh, home. God, oh, dear. What so did, it didn't work out well. Did, what did the Duke of Edinburgh say? You bloody idiot! You idiot! You bloody... I, one, I tell you what, two things. My friend Dave went to find, this is true, went looking for the Holy Grail. You oh, know yeah. there's a whole industry of people looking for the Holy Grail. I love that story. And a lot of, what, which I told you. No, the story of the Holy Grail. Tell, which, That's right. You I don't tell know. me a story. I'm about to tell you the story. Try Can't not to, wait. Try to hold the, the whole thing up. And anyway, <laughs> uh, my friend Dave... Uh, delete that. My friend Dave has got a big thing about the Holy Grail. You know, there's a lot of people believe yeah. you can find the Holy Grail and they think it's in Iceland. Oh, right. And he's seen a psychic, who, not me, a different lady in Idiot. Paris. And uh, this woman told him that, you know, these coordinates of where the Holy Grail is. And he <laughs> went out to Iceland and he doesn't have much money. He hired on the ice a fucking Fiat Panda. There's people going on with four-wheel drives with, you know, chains on the tyres and that. And he went skidding out there with his mate and he turned up across the, the, the Icelandic tundra. People said they're going, what is that bloke doing? With <laughs> the, the cheapest thing you can buy, as you know, is a, a Fiat, you know, hire a, a Fiat Panda. And now another one I want to say was... It's like the Da Vinci Code, but shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. So, uh, anyway, I want to tell you this. This is a story now from <clears throat> Farsley in Yorkshire. Now, you might remember I was there. It's next door to Pudsey. Oh, I, yeah. Lovely place. Uh, a fella called Dick Bonham, who runs the Old, Wool- Old Woolen Theatre in Farsley. The same place as Chock Hussein. I remember that from character, that yes. Chock. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, this was Chock. He was the one who came, you know, quite a long, ridiculous story. Oh, yeah, needless detail. That's right, needless detail. Oh, yeah, needless Detail. Needless details from shock. <laughs> anyway, this is uh, uh, Dick Bonham in, in Farsley. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm here in Farm. Where are we? Farsley. I'm here in Farsley at Sunnybank Mills uh, with Dick Bonham. And he... Well, he's been haunted for many years by something that happened. Please put the spooky music as Dick regales us. You say I've been haunted, but it's not really me, but it's people right, in Turn my... the fucking music off again. What? <laughs> it's not really me, as in people have stayed in my, my, my old house, the house I lived in before this one. Mm. There was... Uh, it's a Victorian house. Have you started now? I've started. Right, put the music on again, please. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, um, I, I had a Victorian house, and in the top room, the, the attic room, mm. a number of people have stayed in my attic room... Right. ...and said that they sensed a presence... They thought that someone had died there. Right. I mean, I hadn't died there. No one I know had died there. Mm. But they thought there had been. 
that's it. That's my ghost story. I do remember when I was younger... Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> I thought Dick would be all over this. I <laughs> 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 your pardon the expression, but no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Come on, Dick, spit it out. Oh, God, Christ, sorry. Sorry, Dick, come on. Uh, come on. So, when you're younger, yeah, you have dreams... Oh, we're off again, go on. We are, we are, I'm going. But you, when you're younger, you have dreams. Yes, I've heard. yes. And yes. I do remember when I was younger, I did have a couple of dreams. One yes. of very vivid, but they felt very real at the time. Of One was a... It was your classic sheet coming out of the wardrobe. Right, OK. That yes. was one. And another one was in bed, being asleep at night, something grabbing my leg. OK. Now, right, well, Dick has um, rather shot his bolt quite early uh, with a half measures. Um, is that it, Dick? Have you finished? That's the ghost. Is it all out now? Are you fitting? OK. Well, thank you very much. Um, three out of ten. <laughs> I, do you remember me telling you how much I like Shrewsbury? Yes. Oh, I did like Shrewsbury. And I, just to remind us, I was there the other week doing a, a fantastic cabaret show with all sorts of brilliant people. And I met up with Tom Rigglesworth. Do you remember Tom Rigglesworth? Now, he had a series, he had a, maybe two series on Radio 4 when it used to be funny, their comedy output. Oh, yeah. I'm reminded, someone asked me the other day about Radio 4. Oh, yeah, the actor Michael Maloney. We were talking about Radio 4 comedy. And he's, I was reminded of Jonathan Ross at the uh, Comedy Awards in London saying, you know, if anyone's wondering where is Radio 4 comedy, why is that not represented? Have you heard it? <laughs> but anyway, Tom... What I like about Radio 4 comedy is that they do the song of a joke... It's like, oh, yes. no, 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 oh, no, no, no. But actually, none of it's funny. My friend Paul Putner, sorry about this, ladies and gentlemen, my friend Paul Putner, who, you'll remember him, the Curious Orange. Yes. He was in um, Richard and Judy, this morning, not Richard and Judy. Richard, what was not that? Judy, yeah. no, Richard, not Judy, Lee and Herring. Lee and Herring. <coughs> um, he always calls it the fumes of comedy, where you go, here's someone come on stage, and it looks like it's going to be funny, it should be funny, but no-one's actually written a joke. No. Yeah, so you're going, the whole time, and the Richter's grin going, yeah, this is going to be funny in a minute. And the joke is, no, still no, no joke. No, they've done a no. pause. I think we're There's supposed to a laugh. pause. Is that the funny bit? And now, those in glass houses... I know, but we do try, at But, least. I mean, at least, if you're going to get on... The other thing that comedians do, you sometimes you hear comedians going, they come off stage and they go, no, they're not ready for me. They're not ready for me, this it's audience. It's them, is it? It's them. It's them. <laughs> you know, no, they don't get what I'm doing. They're not ready. It's like, they've paid money. So, if you're not giving them what they want, do it at home on your own, yeah. in the mirror. Yeah. They've paid for jokes, mate. They've paid for jokes, not the fumes of comedy. Let's get on with it. Tom Rigglesworth. This is him speaking to me at the Seventh Theatre in Shrewsbury. Thank you. I'm here at the Seventh Theatre with Tom Rigglesworth. He's just been on stage. He smashed it, didn't you? Well, it was perfectly uh, serviceable routine. It was perfectly serviceable routine. <laughs> that's correct. But he no, enjoyed it. That's the most important yes, thing. Yes, and you it? enjoyed it. And that's the main thing. But the thing is, Tom, I know that. Well, I tried to ask you earlier about spooky paranormal stuff, yeah. and you said it's not. You don't necessarily have that, but you had something you wanted to tell me. Uh, is yeah. it going to freak me out, shit me up? No, no. I'd just like to get your thoughts on it, really. Oh, very good. Okay, ladies uh, and gentlemen, spare the scary music in the studio, Linda. Here we go. It's so. I'll, I'll, straight off the bat, I'll say I don't believe in ghosts. I don't. Oh. What was that? What oh. <laughs> was that? Come in, come in. There's no one there. Come in. There's no one there. Bloody hell. You All right, off. see you later. You off. Oh, Pete, you. see you later, mate. Bye-bye. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Well, that was pretty bloody that was amazing. That was Pete Furman knocking on the door. We yeah. thought it was a ghost for a second. Yeah, just for one Go on. horrifying moment. But I don't believe in ghosts, but, right, there is a place in the Peak District. Do you know the Peak District? Yes, I do. Do you know Eam? E-Y-A-M? No, I do not. It's also known as a plague village. That's I've been to sort of Chatsworth and round yeah, there. it's not far from there. It's that neck of the woods. But yeah. Eam is a famous... Uh, little, it's a beautiful little, like, what would you call it, uh, chocolate box village, is that what they call it? Yes. Um, in the Peak District, which is famous for, in 16-something uh, or 17-something, the plague, the right. bubonic plague that was sweeping through Europe, yeah. also hit Eam, because right. some guy carried a load of cloth from London to Eam, and the sure. flies got out, and, oh, like, three-quarters of the 600 people, three-quarters of them were wiped out in, yeah. like, in, in a year or something, yeah. right? And my ancestors are from there. Right. 
And whenever I go to Eam, I feel really weird. I did a gig in Eam uh, for our mutual friend Rob Rouse. Yes, yes. About three or four weeks ago, right? right. I did a gig in Eam. I pulled up. This is like half nine at night by the church. I got yes. out of my car. I felt weird. Every time I go to Eam, which is about once a year because they have a, a carnival there, and I go, we go there now and again for a day out, I feel weird. I bubonic feel... weird or just spiritually weird? Spiritually weird. Not that you've got the bubonic plague. No, no, no. Costumes. I don't feel feverish. No, or no, Ill. no. I feel no. like something... Uh, spiritual, spiritually okay, off kilter. Right. Yeah, off kilter. So whilst I don't believe in ghosts, right. I cannot rule out the presence of. Uh, I think what they call it intergenerational trauma. Right. Where, yeah. where you know, if my ancestors survived, or they'd have lost some of them. Yeah. From this event uh, in in in. Yes. Whatever it's it somehow was. you're feeling this down the centuries. Yeah, 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 yeah. So me and Rob are going to test it. That's what I'd like your. And input. how are you going to test I'm it? I'm going to be blindfolded. Mr. Rob Rouse is going to drive me to five similar villages, one of which will be Eam. I'm right. allowed to get out of the car by the church. I'm not allowed to speak to anyone or touch anything. I'll get back in the car, go to the next village. We'll what that. a fantastic <laughs> idea. And, then, and you're going to fill At this. the end, I'm going to announce which one I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and are you going to film this? Uh, well, we certainly right record it, you know, uh, sonically. Well, I, I'm here to tell you, as a paranormalist myself, it is possible, you know, to, to pass down through generation. I mean, I've often thought that, you know, I've got a sort of very sort of nasty streak. I thought I might be related to Hitler in some way. Right. But there again, my dad was an estate agent, so maybe it's just that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it is diff you can have that in the DNA. You're right. Uh, yeah, so... Memory that, of it. That's very possible. Of... So, where... And is it location-specific? Because I don't feel it now, but I'm saying... I, basically, what happened was, I went to him, felt weird, spoke to my wife about it. Yeah. And she kind of... Um, she sort of brushed it off. She went, oh, don't be they so do. silly. They will do that. And I was like, honestly, honestly, yeah. I felt weird. So this is when I compiled a scientific test. And she said, shut up, the test. kids need feeding. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, no, yeah, no, you take me around five villages. And yeah. she thought I was being ridiculous and yeah. didn't, didn't agree to do it. But Rob didn't think I was being ridiculous. Right. Rob I wonder what she makes of you and your mate driving around, <laughs> dicking around in a blindfold. I mean, what would she make of that? Or would she be quite supportive? Uh, no, no, I don't think she'll no, be supportive okay. whatsoever. And are you going to try and pitch this? Because I know what it's like at Radio 4. They're very narrow. Well, Are they going to go for that? I don't know. <laughs> Unless Charles I mean, Brandreth is in it. This, uh, you know, I'm, this is really the, the, the idea is very much in its infancy. Yes. Uh, I've mentioned it to Rob. Yes. Uh, he was a l l well, wasn't disparaging like my wife was. Right. He actually thought it was a great idea. Yeah, I think it's a great um, idea as well. So, so we've agreed to do it. Uh, I mean, it's my friend Rob, who uh, I weightlift with on a, a weekly basis. He's a brilliant comedian, Rob. Right. You'll know him, Rob Browse. So um, we, we do a... We do a uh, a weekly podcast in between our about weightlifting. weightlifting. Well, it's called the Unlikely Weightlifters, but it's not about weightlifting. Oh, it's normally yeah, about stupid good. ideas like intergenerational trauma. Well, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> Please let us know how it gets on, Tom. I think that's a wonderful idea. And uh, watch this space, everybody. Namaste. Thank you for joining in. Now, some people are with their life partner for, indeed, life. And it's not always easy to maintain a spark of romance, of excitement. My neighbour Barry called me in this week, and I've got a warning, this is a little bit embarrassing. He and his wife Margaret have been going to marriage guidance counselling and in an attempt to, well, maintain the physical uh, element of their relationship, Barry's been asked to fill in a form. Now, he can't see all that well, and he can't always interpret what the questions are asking. So I volunteered to help him fill in the questionnaire. Hi, mate. Yeah, do come in, do come Right, thanks. All right. So, just a few questions, is it? Yes. Yeah. Shouldn't say too Where's long. Margaret? She's out. Okay, she's not filling them in as well? Well, she might have to do it later, okay. you know. Well, okay, maybe I'll come back and help her fill in her answers right, too. Okay. You don't want her to... Oh, no, it's embarrassing. Embarrassing? <laughs> oh, blimey, all right. Okay, well, oh, I see. This is it, is it? That looks fairly straightforward. Just answer a few questions, is it? Right, OK. Uh, right. Sit yourself down. Right, yeah. You ready? Yes. Don't you look, look at me, it's a bit right, embarrassing. I'll, just, I'll mark this off. 
Right, uh, first question. How important to you is it to have a sexual relationship in your marriage? Uh, vital. Not to, thank you. Okay, I'll write that down. Okay. Uh, what's the longest you two have ever gone without sex? About 37 years. Okay. Now, experimentation. What's the speed bump the position? The sorry? It says here, speed bump. Cross nose, uh, upside down, I say. Right. How many terms for the penis can you name? Well, lots. Which? All right, w yeah. winkle, uh, tinkle, oh. dingle, dangle, willy, yes. tinky. Yeah, all right. Knob, knobsicle. All right, uh, I don't know why they're asking this. Anyway, yeah, that's about it. Shaft, Yeah, stall. OK, got it, yeah. Uh, pole, cube, cat, not cube. OK, that's enough. That's probably Yeah, OK. Do you want any more? No, no, forget it, forget uh, it. Hold on. Right. Uh, how many people are required for it to be termed an orgy? Anything over 17. Oh, in a swingers party, who is the unicorn? Uh, I don't know whether I saw that one. Was it BBC? I'm going to go for Nigel Havers. If a couple are said to be having ABC sex, when are they doing it? ABC, so... Uh, when they're in the cinema, I don't know. What does the S in BDSM stand for? There's a sex thing, is it? Yeah, yeah. Sticky? S smelly? I don't know. OK. Getting more, more personal. How many people have you slept with? Oh, I know that uh, one. Two. Only two. Uh, Margaret okay. and her brother once. I think we both dropped off uh, from the telly when the, the snooker was on, if I remember rightly. Where's the weirdest place you've had sex? Milton Keynes. What is your favourite part of Margaret's body? Uh, the uh, bottom, not right down the, t the top. The top, the t the put down the top bit of, of her bottom. If you could choose what yeah. Margaret was wearing now, what, what, wearing. what would you choose? Well, would you know, know anything, anything you'd like to see her wearing? I'd like to see her wearing. I like the uh, Watford Away kit from last season. What's your favourite position? Uh, well... On top of the table or the playoff places. No, just I, I don't mean. I'm not still talking about Watford FC. I mean sex wise. Oh, sir. So, uh, on top of the table. Where in your body is your favourite place to be touched? No, that's that's. When was last time you had a dirty dream? That's private. If you'd have sex anywhere in the world, where would it be? In private. When did you first have sex? Oh, May the 6th, nineteen sixty. What's the best sex you've ever had? May the 6th, 1960. Uh, have you ever been caught having sex? Yes. Where? At the top, just on the flies, by the zip. <laughs> Bloody painful. A fleshy bit, you know. Do you prefer to give or receive? Uh, what? Have you ever been skinny dipping? Yes. Have you ever slept with someone you work with? Yes. Who was, who was that? Margaret, she used to do Monday to Wednesday and occasional Saturday. If you're out to dinner with Margaret and she said, I want to have sex right now, what would you do? Uh, well, you see, I do like a pudding. I'd probably have the pudding. No cheese board. If there was a moose, you know, I was no telling. OK, right. Have you ever sent nudes of yourself? Yes, I have. Of what? yourself? I, to myself? No, no, nudes of yourself. A nude of myself to myself. Why would I send a nude of myself oh, to myself? Of, of yourself to someone else. Oh, I see. Um, put down uh, close up of nutsack to doctor due to persistent prickly rash. That should do it. Okay. If you could sleep with any celebrity, who would it be? Easy, um, Linda Lusardi. Yeah. Have you ever tried using food during foreplay? Yes, don't do it. Veal and ham okay. pie. Very crumbly round the buttocks. Uh, are you loud or quiet during sex? Very quiet. Hopefully she'll think that... Well, I've forgotten what we were up to. Ever made a sex tape? No. What's the first thing that sexually attracts you to somebody? Uh, being able to cook a lamb chop without overdoing What's it. your favourite toy? Oh, that's easy. I've got one of the Makita cordless power drills. It's uh, the TWX 180 volt. And finally, what was your most embarrassing sexual experience? Without doubt, sitting here doing this with you this afternoon. Right, well, OK, you, you asked me. Thank you. Well, how about that? Oh, that's right.
Goodness me, Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, that really was something, wasn't it? Problems now. <laughs> Your problem solving. Once again, no bastard has written in. No, you don't trust us. We're getting the message loud and clear. Do you know that Linda, she's lived a little. I have. She's been married. Yeah. She's she's had a variety of, of partners. She's been all around the block. Saved hedgehogs. She, she saved hedgehogs. She saved human beings. Yeah. <laughs> you saved a human being once before, didn't you? What were you telling me before? A bloke from the RAF or something? Yeah, what found him at the side of the road. Go on, tell us about that. I was driving home late one night through a woodland path. I mean, oh, yes. I was... Yeah, needless detail. Yes. I've been... Well, it's not needless, actually, no, it's because not. I've been told off since then, saying I shouldn't have stopped at all. It could have been a ruse. Quite right. Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, will you get on with it? So I'm driving along, and at the side of the road, I see a crumpled mess. Where was it? Down the side of the road? I went down the lane. Was it yes, down the lane? It was. Up at the side of the road. Crumpled heap. Uh, it was a bike upturned on top of a person. Okay. I thought it had been someone who'd been involved in a hit and run, to be honest. Right, okay. Right, so, Go, oh God, the road. poor thing. So I parked up the car, put my hazards on. Right. And with the light of my torch on my phone, I found this person. Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, what was he dead? He was lying under his bike, and I said, Are you all right? I said, What's She's the doing the voices and everything. Go yeah. on. And I said, Are you all right? What's going on? Did you get hit off your bike? And he went, <laughs> I can't remember what he said, something really stupid. And I thought, oh, hang on a minute, he's pissed. Oh, did you say? Yeah, come up. So get up and pick up your bike. <laughs> I pulled the bike off the top of him yes. and he stood up very, very wobbly. Pissed oh. as a newt he was. Oh, God. I think he must have been about 17. Right. Just 17 um, and a new recruit to the RAF, it turns out. OK, right. And from what the garbled story he told me, <clears throat> in amongst having been taken out by... What do you say? He got shot or something. Yeah. You didn't get shot off your bike. You fell off your bike because you were too pissed to drive it. Right, OK. To ride it. Um, he said that they'd all gone out, got wasted and been told to bike home. Right, right. And he'd fallen off his bike and thought he'd just lie there for a bit longer. But it was November, right? Right, so and thinking, he thought he could get hypothermia. Well, I thought he was going to, yeah. Well, that is a lovely... I haven't finished. Oh, Christ. So I... Yeah, come on, hurry up. I picked up. his bike up and yes. I said, right, come on, we're walking down the hill. The base is just there. I'll walk you to the base. Yeah. So we started... I was trundling his bike back down the hill and he's walking. And then all of a sudden he started to get a bit sexy with me. Oh yeah. no! Now this is getting interesting. Yeah, it's horrible. So he went. Oh, he went, God! What did he do? So uh, what are you doing? Uh, I went. Well, I'm walking you home. Then I'm going home myself. Oh, you don't want to. You don't want to. You know, a little bit of. Uh... And oh then said, no! Got, really? Said, You've got needs. I went. Yeah, I need to go home. By the way, there's your arm. There's your base. There's your bike. I'll see you later. Oh, and I went back to the car and let him walk the rest of the way on his own. Oh, He's you... obviously coming to his senses. You didn't say. Is that your willy? No, oh, no, we didn't get that not, far. No. I shoved the bike in the way. What a bastard. Well, so you saved him boring, and, that's, and that's all the thanks he got? Yeah. I used to have some pride in our service, man. That's absolutely it, bloody disgusting. It was boorish. Well... It's a horrible story, I think you'll agree. Yes, but he, thanks to me, he's not dead. But she is a good Samaritan, aren't you? Very uh, good Samaritan. If it's hedgehogs, if it's dogs, but not an RAF man, you know, a horny <laughs> RAF They can man. walk home by themselves from now on. No, absolutely. I digress, I digress. Let's get to the problem. Should I be Should I be a psychic hairdresser? Get this. <laughs> you know the fella who is a, um, the, 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 the barber, the psychic, psychic barber? barber. Yeah. Gordon Smith, yeah. the psychic barber and there's someone actually, I thought it was an expression psychic barber it, he literally is a psychic barber mm. does hair should I be a psychic hairdresser here we go like you I'm a hairdresser when I touch clients' hair, I get very strong visions and intuitions, and when we're chatting, I often discover these messages are relevant. I've admitted this to one or two clients, but I've asked them to keep it to themselves in case it puts other clients off. Should I be open about my gift, says Heather, 36, of Newtown, Powys. Now, Gordon, it turns out he is actually a barber, I didn't realise. answer is this. Like you, I sometimes found I would pick things up from clients when I was doing their hair. Like now, nits. No, you mock. <laughs> you mock. Like that tick you found on that hedgehog. <laughs> no, you mock, but that is, that's true because, you've, you know, you're up close to people, you're touching their DNA. In my 20-odd years, very odd, of being a hairdresser, I only ever gave two messages to clients because I had a strong instinct to do so. You have a natural sensitivity and it probably works on empathy, as I say. Oh, it, do you know what he's doing there? Very subtly. What? 
It's empathy. It's not psychic. It's empathy. He always does that, yeah. Gordon, doesn't he? I think you'll find. He's such a poo-pooer about the psychic. It will get stronger if you develop it, but I always try to keep the two things separate. Yeah. What? Yeah, Gordon, why don't you stick up for your skills, for your, cla- your craft, your innate gift? Raining on a parade. Do you, When you go to the... I used to love... Turn that off a second. Yeah. You know when you, do you do they still do head massages? Yeah, it's I difficult to know how that. to set your face during that, isn't it? It's a bit embarrassing because I really British enjoy person. it. Oh, I but love it. I don't it. want them to know that because it feels like pervy. It does a bit. It does a bit. Um, I yeah, I always feel the same about that. It feels such a silly sort of thing. Oh to no, do. but it's lovely, isn't it? Oh, me? it's really lovely. Someone doesn't get touched much <laughs> like me. Yeah, I used to love that. And I mean, I go to a fellow who does my hair. I, I leave it with him and go off and do some shopping. <laughs> but he, good fellas, they're called. They're just a barbers like any right. other. But he does my hair, and I I would love to for a nice someone to just touch my hair yeah. a little bit. It's such a lovely thing. Yeah. Is it extra? Do you think they charge extra? No, for I think a... it's. I think it's part of the. I'm sure it's part of the service, isn't it? But it's it is a strange turn on in in a way. In a way, a, I don't know whether it's you know it doesn't go to me groin or anything, but it's no. such a sensual thing, isn't it? No, but it's mixed mixed messages because because they do always hand me a tissue when. <laughs> I, when I, that's what palpers do. That's what palpers do. Oh, that is disgusting. They're very earthy. Aren't they're they? very earthy. Why is she a copycat? Question. One of the other school mums has become very intense. She copies my hairstyle, my yeah. social media posts, and has even booked the same holidays as me. Oh, oh. Christ. I've also caught her rifling through my post when she popped round for a coffee. That's more than intense, mate. Isn't it? Go how, in how, how, how can I distance myself? D36 Wolverhampton. The answer is uh, from uh, Jane Daly, this is. <laughs> if you confront her, she will play the victim, the bitch, <laughs> as she's manipulative. Tuning in, I can see her relationship with her husband is terrible. I mean, this is going from Gordon, who won't offer an opinion, yeah. to this one who's something else. specific. Yeah. And she idolises you. Start to extricate yourself slowly. <laughs> if, she has come to, if she has come to your home, cleanse it afterwards by burning sage. That's a bit extreme as well. She's coming to you. Out! I've got to burn some sage. Get rid of you. Get some black... Be gone. Be gone. Get some black obsidian, a protective stone that encourages boundaries. That's correct. Carry it when you meet her. There's a change of school for your daughter in the next year or so. Then you won't have any contact with this bit, uh, with this woman. I think she's missing a trick. Go on. Right, if she copies you in everything... Yeah. All right, let's have some fun with it. Yes. Right? So let's do some, let's make some choices, some That's fashion right. choices that you wouldn't normally make. Yeah. Whack yeah. it on Instagram. No one else is going to see it apart from her. It, basically, it's like the Colleen Rooney trick. That's isn't it? right. Yeah, the Wagatha. Just have it. Oh, in fact, you could just set it so only she can see it, right? So Absolutely. you can make some real style if decisions wants, there. Yeah, yeah. And lead her a merry dance. Also, why don't you put a little bit of fake post in there? Oh, that's right. See if it gets reported. Absolutely. You're missing out on a lot of fun there. Have you ever known a lady... It's mostly lady friends who do this. Have you ever known anyone to copy what you do? A bit. Really? That's very... Oh, that's very grand of you. (laughs) What are you doing that's so important? No, it wasn't. It was like during... Uh, during my time at university, oh, I, yes. I had a house... Single white female. That's it was a got. bit like that. Yeah. Uh, while I was abroad, yeah. um, it happened uh, in my circle. But did it, though, because it was the 90s. You know, is someone wearing a denim jacket similar to mine or buying one similar to mine? Is it so very different? It was hardly like I was going out like Elton John. It wasn't an obvious... You know, it wasn't an obvious what, image decision from my point point of view. I just look like every other woman my age. But w- women do that, don't they? She's bought the same shoes as me. Yeah. She's but, but there are only a certain amount of shoes in a high street chain of shops. Isn't also, there? we're all very suggestible. We're all looking at the same stuff. We're all getting the same ideas for the most part, unless you opt out of that kind of media yeah. and do your own thing, wear your own, make your own clothes. You are going to be wearing a, a variation of what everyone else is wearing. Well, aren't you? I agree, but it's not very nice. Well, it's naughty. It's naughty, isn't it? I've never been in that situation. I have had friends who have noticed that someone is, like, going after the same lads they're going after and stuff. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Oh, Christ, yeah. That's a difficult one. But do you think that women... Sorry about this, folks. Do you think women do occasionally go after a certain bloke just as competition, just to, you know, see who's got the one-up, you know, who can be one-up? I'm sure someone? it happens. I'm sure it happens with men as well, but um, it seems like... It seems like... 
if you don't fancy him, it seems like a weird decision to make, doesn't it? Who's, who's, the, who's the loser? Well, absolutely. That is great advice from Linda, as always. Why don't you write in Clinton at ClintonBaptist.com? This one is one of my favorites. <laughs> will my, will my idea... Picking a plastic pigeon. <laughs> this is from Fate and Fortune. Will my idea take off? <laughs> This is a picture of my fake pigeon. It was given... <laughs> I was given it as a joke, but I used it to scare the birds off my plants. I want to attract op... I want to attract opportunity. I set up my own business 20 years ago, which I sold, but I come with another money-making idea and would love to know if it will be a success. Is the idea... I don't think other plastic. birds are scared of pigeons, are they? You want something with, like, fangs or... I'm suggesting that this... Just eagle, a plastic bird, he thinks he's going to make a living out of putting up a plastic bird. Is that, is that correct? I don't think that's his idea, though, All is right, it? what's the answer, then? You need to absolutely go for this new business venture. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this joker? I can see it being incredibly successful and will take off a lot faster than you could ever imagine. There's a middle-aged man in this spirit world who steps forward for you. And he was a really cheeky chap that was taken from this world very quickly. He's saying you need to stop messing about and put pen to paper. <clears throat> He'll push you along and make sure your ideas come to fruition. The next five years are going to be brilliant in all areas of your life. Enjoy the success that is coming your way. Now, I don't want to poo-poo, right? But if you took this idea to Deborah Mead and, and <laughs> the dragon's dead, and they said, where are your figures? Show us your figures. What's your turnover? Well, there's a cheeky chappy in the spirit world that is guaranteed me success. <laughs> yeah. And for that reason, Peter Jones is out. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not really the basis for a fi- you know a financial uh, decision, a package that's going to see you conquering the commercial world, no, is it? Someone's, no. ha- someone's giving him a plastic pigeon. He thinks that's going to be the success. Goodness me. Look, we've had a wonderful time. Yeah. Uh, as I said, do please get all your bits and pieces into us because we'd like to solve your problem. Linda, what are you going to be up to now, please? Right, well, I am going to go home. Yes. And I am going to start sprucing myself up for the big birthday weekend extravaganza. Oh, what are you going to do? You're going to go, you're not going to have anyone around. Go sit around. in a darkened room, yeah, I'm going to go and sit in the dark. You know why? Yeah, because she's a witch. <laughs> you're going to be having a wonderful time for your birthday. 50? No. 16. 40! No. Oh, 40. Do you know, she she is so beautiful, this yeah. woman. She doesn't look a day over 30. You've got to moisturise, kids. You have got to moisturise. Ladies and gentlemen, very quickly, please come and see us on the 24th of September. Yeah. And you can see just how beautiful she is. You won't, you won't say she's 46. Please come and see us at the 100 Club in London. Go to wegottickets.com and look for Clinton Baptist Sunday Seance. It's going to be a cork. We've got two fantastic stand-up comics on. We've got music with Glow. We've got your ghost stories. You are going to bastard love it, Yeah, they? of course you are. Please. We'll be giving you more than the fumes of comedy, put it that way. We were giving you more than the fumes You'll of comedy. You'll get the full fart. You'll get the, <laughs> the full... <laughs> yeah. You're going to get a silent but violent. I do see ghosts. They will be there as well. Lots of ghosts from the 100 Club. Yeah. Uh, and on that bombshell, we will see you next week. Linda, thank you for joining me. Goodbye. Happy birthday to you. Goodbye. Me. Little kiss. No. No, not to worry. OK, till next time. Linda, to Dick Bonham, Tom Rigglesworth, Barry from Watford, Dave Brinkworth for the music, and Glow for the words, and for singing it. September and do come it's a lot of fun I wanted to remind you I'm sorry yes it's sell 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 I want to remind you that I'm doing a tour a stand-up tour on my own my first one for three years roller coaster from March 2024 tickets at clintonbaptiste.com forward slash tour goodbye
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.